podcastjuice.net. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Michael Dean Show here on podcastjuice.net. My name is Michael Dean. Joining me today is Mr. Sean Hill. Sean, how are you? I'm doing good. I am back in the work world. Once yes, again. sir. Congratulations. After almost, uh, yes, after over a year of uh, searching and striving and all of that, I'm, mm. I'm working again. So it's it's a little little different, a little, little weird getting up and you know, having somewhere to go and having to dress up and all that. But uh, it's, it's definitely nice to be earning money once again. All right. Back on the J-O-B. Now you, That's right. Yep. Another well, this week you be just got paid <clears throat> Friday. Night. Uh, no, no, another week. <laughs> oh, another okay. They, they got like a, that. Yeah, they, they got a weird pay thing. So, but yep, I'll, I'll have some money soon. So, thank right. God. Well, hey, it's it, sometimes it takes a little time, but you get back in there. So there you go, man. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations on that. All right, and shout out to uh, our the rest of our crew, uh, Aunt Pooh who I know right now is in the midst of E3. Uh, so I guess he's probably working to a degree. Uh, I said to a degree. But uh, shout out to him. Uh, I think Q Storm is doing some karate stuff with his son. And incidentally, my son just started taking karate this week for the first time. So interesting. Uh, and shout out to Big Sexy and Sack. I don't know. I can't remember what he said he had going on, but he's out in the field. Graduation party. He, he's oh, okay. I was he's at a graduation party. I was gonna say he was out in the field, but I won't. But he's not a house. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, Bill. yeah. We're gonna get into that, ladies and gentlemen. As a matter of fact, why don't we just jump right into this? Uh, we're a little late on this, but uh, I just wanted to have my say on this. So, of course, the Bill Maher situation controversy is he, you know, he used the N word on his show. Uh, I know you've already have heard it many times. If you haven't, he was talking to a, a senator and a senator said something about, hey, Bill, why don't you come and help us work out in the fields? Which is an interesting thing to say. But and then Bill, you know, he came back with a, well, <laughs> I don't work in no fields. I, I'm a house nigga. Now, I don't listen. I don't know if he said house nigga, house nigger. I, I, I didn't get into all that. But, you know, I'm assuming he said that as a joke. Right. Uh, And it didn't go so well. There was a lot of blowback over this. Uh, This happened during the live broadcast of the show, the Bill Maher show. Uh, I think HBO had came out and said, hey, this type of stuff isn't acceptable. And we're going to edit that part out of the show. And blah, blah, blah. And Bill Maher eventually apologized for this. And, you know, he had to get in front of it. I'm sorry, you know, I didn't mean it like that. Blase, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, there's been calls for, you know, his show to be canceled and, you know, you know all this kind of stuff. And even some of our, I don't want to speak for people who aren't here but I will say there are some people there are some people on this show that felt like, hey, you know, he didn't do nothing wrong. Like, and I'll let y'all figure out who that could be. <laughs> 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 but everybody has a right to their opinion. 
My opinion of this, and I want to get to Sean too, but my opinion was this. As I've always said when we talked about white people using the N-word, I say freedom of speech. Just watch what you say, which is a quote from the great Ice-T. Yep. And, I, and I believe yep. that. So I'm saying, did he have the right to say it? Yes. But when you say something, you have to deal with the consequences of your actions or what you say. So if you're going to say the N-word, then you and, and again, here's my thing. Bill Maher is a very intelligent person. He is not stupid. I do respect that he's highly intelligent. That's one of the reasons like I don't know. I don't really watch his show anymore. But I when I do watch it. I understand that he does have a certain intelligence and he can speak on stuff and, you know, be very cynical. So I don't think he says anything uh, in ignorance, per se, but people do make mistakes. So when he said that, he thought he, I assume he thought he was being funny. Right. But it, it but it was the wrong joke from the wrong. It was maybe the right joke yeah. from the wrong person. <laughs> uh, so when he says it. Yeah, he should expect that some people are going to want to get at him. Uh, and I don't have no problem with that. Because, again, that's freedom of speech. Right? People have the freedom to say, I don't like what you said, man. Or if you say something to the wrong person, you know, they may slap the shit out of you or, or whatever may happen, right? You don't, you don't walk up to Suge Knight and say, ah, oh, you a bitch. Like, you have the right to say that. They'll probably slap the shit out of you. Or have somebody else like me. So, so again, there's, there's common sense and there's consequences of actions. So, did he have the right to say the word? Sure. Everybody got the right to say what they want to say. You also have the right to get the blowback and the clap back. And I think that's what happened with him. And he even realizes that because I think, again, he's not stupid. If he wanted to be defiant... And say, I ain't saying I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. It would have probably yanked his show. Right. Because then he would have gave more ammunition and juice to the people that were opposition on him to galvanize, to take his ass down. (laughs) And again, he ain't stupid to me. So his best interest is to fall on that sword, take the L and keep it pushed. Uh, which Which is what I feel that he did. Now, before I go on, Sean, what did you think about that whole situation? Well, it, it seems to be a, a, a week of uh, comedians saying the wrong things. Kathy Griffin right. got <laughs> got us some heat, <laughs> and now Bill Maher. But but the Bill Maher situation, and I don't watch the show. I'm not a fan. Either way, I don't really care for him. But you, you just don't say that word. I don't care how what the meaning is or what you know what the context is. You you, you just don't say it, right? Uh, I am surprised that he that he did apologize, but at the same time, I guess I'm not really surprised. I, really, I don't think it was really an apology, but you know, and he's he, he's still the same you know same guy. I just you know I just just you just don't use that word. That's bottom line on that. If you, if you ain't, I mean, I don't use it. So, but you know, but you know, that's freedom of speech too. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, some people will say, well. Uh, black people use it all the time or it's in you know it's in the culture you hear it in all these songs and movies and blah 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 so why can't white people say it too and you know to me I I, I say you're right show you right but again don't say nothing when you do say it 
against the wrong person. Exactly. And, and there's going to be consequences for your actions. So, again, if you got common sense, you know that you have rights, but you may not want to execute all your, your rights at this particular time because it ain't going to be good for you. It ain't good for, for Bill. It wouldn't be good for business. And that's the only reason they're doing that show is to make money. He ain't there. As much as you think he's there to prove a point, trust me, he's more there to get the paycheck than to prove the point. Because if that was the case, he would not have apologized. <laughs> right. He would have stood on his moral, his indignation and his ego and said, fuck these people. I'm going to say what I want to say because I'm white and I say so. No, he's saying I'm ready to get this money first, which I have respect for. And to hell with trying to prove a point that's going to end my career. I'm not going out like such and such. <laughs> you know, he saw what happened to Kathy. You yeah. could, you could see kind of what like, happens with Bill O'Reilly in some regards, like because he's not going to ever admit to even having those issues with those women. I'm going to stand here and just be right. I'm standing on my my point. And that cost him his dollar. Right. They yanked his ass. Top guy. So I, so I, my thing is this. Uh, the reality is he shouldn't have said it. But he had the right. Now, I think he played it perfectly. Because he apologized And then on his most latest show That just came out last night He had Michael Eric Dyson on there Who I have a huge respect for His vocabulary spitting game Is bar none one of the greatest <laughs> And he's a very smart guy And he also had It's very interesting uh, There's a word in this say If you look at the optics of things And how, how things are visually presented to us In the media when you look at the Bill Martin thing, so he presents Michael Eric Dyson on one hand, scholar, articulate, professor, well-respected. And then the other side, he gets Ice Cube. <laughs> right? Gangster rapper, the nigga you love to hate, you know, from, from the streets. Now he's obviously ascended to Hollywood superstar status. He's an actor and all that, but they're very, they're both on the others. Visually, they are both on the opposite, they're on opposite sides of each other. You got the yeah. thug and the yeah. scholar both on the show to say, in some sense, to give him a pass. Now, I'm going to explain what I mean by that. Michael Eric Dyson, I feel like there's an echo in here or something, but Michael Eric Dyson. He got at Bill O'Reilly, but I'm going to tell you what. I feel like he didn't go at him full bore where I've seen Michael Eric Dyson can really get in the situations and break it down and really just have you all tongue-twied and looking stupid. I don't feel like he really gave that sort of energy to Bill where I feel like so I was kind of like I was watching him kind of, you know, I understand what you're saying, Bill, and did it. And he was making some good points, but I was just like, nah, it's going to look like you're kind of like co-signing this or, you know, you're giving them a little bit of pass without giving them that work that we all know that you can give. And then with Ice Cube, I was like, Ice Cube actually, to me, really was getting at Bill uh, on a level that I think most people could understand it. And it was like he was sort of taking a very uh, important sort of thing. And I'm not going to say dumbing it down, but he's spoken in the layman's terms of the core issues at hand. 
you know, because he's got to the point of you, you think you, because you date black women, you have a past to say whatever the hell you want to say. No, you don't. You know, I think that needed to be said because that's direct at Bill's situation and how you can get too comfortable where you think you're getting a little too comfortable around, in this case, black people, where you can say something that a lot of black people feel to be very offensive. So I thought he really, he, I, I was like, Cube got at him. You know, he was articulate. He still kept it, you know, what I would expect from Cube. And I was like, okay, I, I can respect that. But here's the reason why I still think they both gave him a pass. And I respect both of these brothers. I'm a, I have huge respect for Ice Cube. I'm a huge Ice Cube fan. But here's the, here is the problem I do have with the whole thing. To me, in reality, though, they should have never been on the show in the first place. Whether, as Cube said, I have high respect for your show. I like what you do. Cube said, I accept your apology. But my conspiracy brother thing would say, if it was some, if it was a situation where somebody came on there and said something derogatory against Jews, for instance, I would be surprised if two Jew celebrities, Jewish celebrities, would come on your show and give you a pass to help you make more money in, in ratings. Or if it was another situation, I think they would be like, you know what, we're cool. We ain't got nothing to do with you. You're not going to make any money off of us. May not have a personal problem with you, but just so just just because we're going to be on cold or whatever. Nah, I'm good. I'm going to go over here and ride my family first before I ever come back and get down with this. Just nah, we ain't got nothing to do with it. You cut off like you'd be blacklisted. <laughs> Isn't that a funny word? But you'd be blacklisted like they're not fucking with you. It would be like to me if somebody said, oh, man, and it was and here's the thing. Let me think. If we was talking and somebody jokingly said, oh, man, your mama's a bitch. Because the bitch words thrown around, you know, women call themselves bitches. <laughs> it was a joke. I was like, but now see, they can call themselves bitches, but you can't. <laughs> and that's my mom. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, then if the, and if they say, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, can you come on my show? Next week and hell nah, I'm gonna ride with family first. You know what? I even may accept your apology, but I'm cool. <laughs> nah, that's all right. You go and do your thing. You you don't need us there. So I, I kind of feel like they should have just said we're not fucking with that. Why why do we need to go on this show? Yeah. Period. I don't understand. Yeah. You ice cube. Yeah, you cute. He need to come on your shit. So I didn't. Now I understand Cube. He's you know he's got a 25th anniversary of Death Certificate, which is a is a fire album. I get it, but I was just kind of like, eh. We're still the only ones. When I say we, black people, that somebody can call you a nigga for whatever reasons they said the word, but we still gonna come right on back, take the apology, and still help them out. Everybody else would have just cut their losses and kept it pushing. So I was a little disappointed on that level. You know? Now was was uh, was Cube uh, scheduled to be on the show previously, or he, he or was was that? He, yeah, you know, he, he was scheduled previously. He was, okay, and, but still, my thing is well, and again, I understand why he went in there, and I respect that he did. 
I'm just saying though. I wish we were at the at a certain point where we would just be like, "Oh, that's how you feel. Oh, you think that's funny? Ha, <laughs> that's cool. That, hey, have that. That's it. Ha <laughs> ha. Are you still coming on? Nope. <laughs> and no, and, and, and ain't got to be emotional about it or nothing. I don't need your apology. I'm cool. Go do you. <laughs> we just gonna go do us. That's cool. Well, I ain't sweating it. That's how I would be like that. I mean, ain't no problem, man. Good luck. Good luck with the show, bro. But no, nah, I ain't coming on. I'm good. But we didn't mean. Oh no, you ain't even got to exp- listen. I don't need the explanation. I'm just. I've told you. And let's keep it pushing. <laughs> house. I'm a, you a house nigga. Y'all need to. I don't need to tell you nothing, right? So that's why I'd be like, I'm good. <laughs> so I, 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 that's why I want us to be on that. So that we don't need to even be worried about it. And it, and it ain't no, we don't always have to be the ones to take the apology. And, and can you explain to me why you feel this way? I think I saw a clip with, uh, was it Charles Barkley? And uh, what's the, the, guy, the guy from the alt-right? Richard, uh, Richard Spencer, and you know he, Richard. They, it was like they wanted him to explain why he wanted to have these kind of quasi, well not quasi, these racist sort of viewpoints of white supremacy. Like, why you need him to explain it to you? <laughs> I don't understand. Your life is, you're Charles Barkley. His idiotic opinions ain't, should have no bearing on your thought process or how you live your life. If he's an idiot. Go let them be an idiot. You don't need the idiots to explain their shit to you. Fuck them. Like, I don't, no one, no other, I don't see no other race, because there's always these race-related programs. What other races are begging the other person that's oppressing them to explain why they got to oppress them? Fuck them, man. You, you already know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Barkley had a, a five, I think four or five part series on TNT, uh, American Race. I watched like three of them, and kind of like well, yeah this is charles what i'm talking barkley. about that was the show yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i'm like well like, why charles barkley is doing a thing on race yeah <laughs> right barkley? yeah exactly but it's, it's just uh so i'm like yeah bill maher so i'm not mad at bill maher personally i, I like i said i look at bill maher and i see a little slick stuff that he says over the years yeah and so that's all i need to know i i'm not surprised he would say it he looks. He seemed like the type of guy. He thinks he's down or whatever. But I guarantee you, I, I bet you he'd have never said it was a black person sitting the opposite side of him and said that. Oh, we're working in the fields. He would have never said that joke. And if he did at that and point, I'd be surprised. I wonder if, if, if the, since the show is live, I'm wondering if uh, if it would have been edited out, you know, of a just you know tape program, if we we would even know about it. You mean if it wasn't live? Yeah, if it wasn't live. It was, that's a good you know, question. Just, that, that's well, yeah. Anyway. You know, and the other part about it is, and again, I have to, I have to get at my my brethren again, my my, my other my brothers out here. Why are we overly cupcaking for this man when he apologized? <laughs> he ain't cupcaking for himself. <laughs> so why are you trying to hold hold him up? <laughs> Hey, he wants to fall on the sword. Let him fall. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he's he's taking the L. Well, why would you jump? It's like we're trying to jump in, you know, our bulletproof L, L-proof chest and deflect it. Let me take that L for you. Now he wants it. 
So just let them have it, man. You know, you got to jump in front of yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, eh. Again, is, is he jumping in front of your L's? No. He's saying house nigga, and he's saying, hey, I, and he's keeping it pushing. So let them just do what they do. You don't always got to jump out in front of these people and over explain why they said something. Let's, let them do that. But that's my opinion. I'm sure some people will not share that, and that's fine. Uh, but yeah, man, I was just, it's just a funny thing to see that. But I would implore you to go watch the episode with Michael Eric Dyson and Ice Cube. There was another young lady on the panel. I don't know her name, but she actually was kind of making some good points as well. Uh, getting at uh, Bill. And it was funny watching Bill because I, I can tell like he was really trying to keep his ego in check because he wanted to be you know because he kind of went to Ice Cube and said I know but people have already said that you know I, I've heard this already well you ain't hear it from me motherfucker. Cube was like but you ain't hear it from me <laughs> I was like hell yeah <laughs> but I could tell he was kind of, I could see he might even got a little irritated like enough already because I know he just wants to be like make an excuse for everything it's easy. But, but he did a great job of suppressing his pride and ego and as the great Kendrick Lamar, Kendrick Lamar said, damn, yeah, woo. as the great Kendrick said, uh, sit down or shut up, be humble, whatever. That's, that's what he did. So I tip his hat to that. Uh, but he actually said, sit down, bitch, be humble. So I call him a bitch. All right. Uh, wow. I was on my I was on my rant. That was that was a good little rant right there. Well, <laughs> also, I was. Mention, uh, I want to mention Kathy Griffin too, just because yes. I mean, she went the, her little apology or whatever. Well, not really apology, but her little press conference she had was absolutely pitiful. I mean, she she up there crying and all that, and I mean, she she brought it on herself. Man, are you at you the know? kennel or something? No, <laughs> uh, my uh, dog is just the veterinarian going crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's my new job, by the way. Um, but no, you know, shipped and crying, and you know he broke me, and, and I mean, no one told you that picture probably wasn't a good look. Yeah, that, I mean, that was crazy. Like, come on, there's. I mean, no one in your in your posse. Yeah, like you, how you gonna play with ISIS beheading imagery? Like that's just so right. disrespectful, man. Like people are really getting their heads chopped off. And you doing that again? And then you, you want listen? I'm not a Trump supporter, but he is the president. Uh, whatever you want to say, you're not going to get away with doing some murder <laughs> spoof on a president of the United States, no matter what president it is. Like they're going to be some blowback, particularly if it's in the mainstream media. So I, I don't know what she was thinking. And then yeah, that, that press conference. And you know what threw me off about it because the the her her uh, her lawyer. I thought it was that one lady. What's the lady who always be? Uh, uh, Gloria Allred. But but it was her daughter, and it was like it was some bizarre. Yeah. I was like, why does she look so different? I was like, that lady is straight demon. Like she didn't she didn't got re uh, you know recreated as a younger version or something. But I was like, oh, that's her daughter. I was like, but I'm like, man, that that family stay on day grind like that's I mean damn the mom is synonymous anytime there's a problem you know her mom gonna be sitting right next to the lady 
It was like, OJ did it. Yep. Cosby did this or Kobe did it. Gloria right there getting that check. And now her, the next <laughs> the next generation is right there. I'm like, man, they're keeping it popping. So, hey, shout out to the all rights there. They're going to get that money. But, yeah, she's, she played herself. Played herself out. Yeah, all that definitely. crying and stuff. Get the fuck out. You're a comedian. What you he broke for? me. Yeah, what you crying? How, that's what don't make no sense to me. If you can dish out the jokes, you you don't have permission to come back and cry when you get blowback. That's the game. You charge that to the game. Like, what are you? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, hilarious. Yeah, they, them comics took a took a L, boy. They, y'all messing around, getting a little too comfortable with the privilege privilege jokes. Shit coming back to bite you in the ass. Boy. <laughs> Speaking of some, since we're on some racial stuff, have you seen any of these videos? Of recently, there was the guy at a Starbucks in Chicago. Uh, no. Man, there's a video. This white dude. Uh, apparently, somebody spilled a coffee on his pants or something, and so he just and he's in a suit. He just launches into some real crazy, like, racial rant uh, at people. And he's, like, calling black dudes and, shut up, slave. Like, you pee on. You're vermin. And they're like, dude, chill. Shut up. Don't talk to me, slave. Like, real wild, man. And get down on all fours. I'm like, whoa. And, uh. There's a dude, and there's another young kind of brother that's kind of like ready to get him, give him some work, and they like holding him back, like no, 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 you know this guy's just letting him spru- spru all this hatred, and so the guy in the suit is on the sidewalk, and it looks like an older black dude just happens to walk past him or walk by him, and the white dude just cold cocks this dude, man, knocks the brother down, <laughs> and then the young brother just runs up and rushes him takes him down to the ground and stuff but it's a crazy video man this is a young young, young white dude he, he's like uh he looked like he on some young gordon gecko type because they got they got his pictures they found out who he was but man he's wilding man i, I was like this is what's going on out here at a starbucks and then there's another starbucks video that i just saw yesterday this one's crazy. I think this white dude is mentally unstable or something, but it just it's inside a Starbucks and there's a brother. He's got his laptop and like he's working, doing stuff on his computer, and across from him is the white dude screaming at him. And the brother's got like headphones on, so I don't know if he can hear him. Obviously he can see this dude, you know, with this aggressive energy just kind of barking at him. He's just, he's just looking in his laptop like trying not trying to pay no attention. And I believe at one point the white dude just spits on him. And of course, my man got up from that laptop, walked around that table, and gave that dude the work. Like, oh, okay, you want to <laughs> get to the spitting situation? It's a whole different situation. Yeah. And lit his ass up in that Starbucks and then went back to get back on his computer. And, <laughs> and then the dude is just really tripping and he throws a coffee at him. And ain't nobody like really trying to hold this psychopath back, man. Like, and the brother's like, "What the hell is going on?" You know what I'm saying? Like, so, that's some wild stuff, man. 
I don't know Trump's what, America. I, I guess so, man. <laughs> Got to be on your P's and Q's out here, man. Um, and I say all that to it, say, it, well, real quick, I said to say, I, I don't know if you heard about it, but it's in Portland, Oregon, I believe, a few weeks ago. Uh, There's a white guy who was at a train station and just started, he was kind of going in on these, uh, I guess it was a black girl and a Muslim girl or something. It was just kind of saying some racial hatred type stuff. And passengers in there was like trying to tell dude, yo, man, stay in your lane. Stop all that foolishness. This dude attacks those passengers. And I believe he killed two of the people, stabbed them, uh, wow. slashed one dude's neck. Uh, yeah, so they, obviously they arrested him. And now he's in his when he goes to court, he has all these outbursts, you know, saying that he's in a, you know, I'm paraphrasing. I'm an American. You know, like, you know, he thinks he did it was a righteous thing that he did and all this kind of craziness. And he killed two people, man, that were just trying to stand up to defend some girls from this, you know, this dude's a savage, man. This is some oh, OK. Stuff. I did hear that. I did hear that. Yeah. And, and the guy who got his neck slashed, young, a young white dude, man, he, um survived he's got a very interesting video he did a live video from on facebook afterwards and as he's recuperating and he basically was like man i'm because everybody was you know heralding him as a hero and he said man i ain't the hero like what you need to give all your focus and attention to those two girls who had to go through such a you know traumatic situation and they didn't you know they were just minding their own business and he said something very interesting he said the only reason they're making a big deal out of me because they're trying to um, play me as a white savior. And I mean, that's his exact words. <laughs> I was like, wow. And, and looking at this dude, he's like a poet. He's, some, he's like a poet type of speaker, too. So he was actually a real deep cat. He just was in a, he was, I guess, the right person at the wrong situation to help out and try to stand up for, you know, to help out innocent people. And, and he got, got his uh, neck slash. But just, I'll just say, I would say, man, you really got to keep your eyes open out here. Because it being the least likely places where a lot of this stuff is going down, you know, Starbucks, train station. It's not like these people are outside at two or three in the morning coming out the club or in some foolishness. These are just regular, uh, you know, innocent bystanders, civilians. So keep your eyes, especially if you got kids and stuff, man, because you can't be playing around. But uh, anyway. Let me get off of that. And let's get into some other stuff. Let's get a little uh, light. Oh, we'll talk about movies. Um, You know what? We didn't get to talk about. And this is what we can talk about. Wonder Woman. Uh, I know you saw it. I saw it. it. What did you think of Wonder Woman? I never heard what you thought about the movie. That's right. Because, uh, yeah. (laughs) Someone has to set the file over. Um, I I enjoyed it. It was a little little slow in the middle part, I thought. Um, but I, I I really enjoyed it. I know Q Q was Q. He didn't really like it that much, which didn't really surprise me. But um, I I went in without the critics hat this time. Um, I I took I took Palmer, took my daughter, and you know figured it'd be something good for her to watch, and and she. Had, 
absolutely loved it. So I didn't really, you know, pay attention to it closely. I didn't go and say, you know, this or that and, you know, that kind of thing. I was, you know, just, just enjoying a movie for once, enjoying her uh, watching it. But, but yes, but I, but I did like it. A few problems here and there, but overall it was very good. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much the same thing. I uh, enjoyed it. I have to go see it again, but I definitely thought it was a great movie. Um, I, to me, what was good about it was, well, let me, let me tell you why I liked it before I say why I think other people liked it. I liked it because I, think they, I thought they did a great job with her as a character in terms of showing us Wonder Woman, seeing her in action. Um, I really dug the... Uh, early part of the story where she was at what's that uh, island she's Temeski or something like that? Uh, I think, I think something so something like that I, I really enjoyed that part I actually kind of wanted to see more of that kind of stuff for one it looks absolutely stunningly beautiful the way that it was shot there with the island and the beach and the blue skies and stuff right and I loved like yeah. the Amazon women I just and it was so many different shades and colors of women and just the way they were presented and, and the fighting and stuff I thought that was great uh, and again, Wonder Woman is the star of the show to me. And to me, they made her be a hero. They didn't make her, but they got to show her be a hero. Uh, as opposed to like deconstructing, you know, the character like they did a Man of Steel or with or Batman v Superman. They sort of like show them as sort of these flawed type of people and all this kind of crap here she just got to be a pure sort of like wide-eyed open fish out of water hero which i think a lot of people want to see that type of stuff and i enjoyed that you know i didn't think the story was super deep or anything but i enjoyed the aspect of her just being a hero and being larger than life um yeah the the part where she initially takes off her robe and you get to see the costume and she gets onto the battlefield I thought that was brilliant. I was like, this is the kind of stuff people go crazy for, you know, because we want to see these heroes, particularly uh, a Wonder Woman or a Super Superman or Batman or Captain America. You want to see them be like the hero because that's the reason we're watching this stuff. So I thought they captured that type of stuff brilliantly. And I think, um, you know, I took uh, Tori and actually her niece went and they uh, absolutely loved it. Um, and I can see why. Like, you know, Wonder Woman, her character, she has a little girl, and she grows up to be the hero, and she's strong, and she's whooping ass. Like, she was like, to me, it was like Captain America, but it was better. But it was the same sort of tone a little bit, and, and her fighting style right. was almost very similar. She has a shield. She's got the kind of red, white, and blue almost kind of suit, and she's from, you know, in the past, kicking ass. I was like, man, this this is dope. So, I thought it was really good. It, you know. It's not the best comic book movie or anything to me, but uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. It was just a good, fun movie. And I'll and I'll ask you the same thing. I ask you, where? How would you rank it at the uh, in the um, DC universe? I mean, I know there's only three, but where would you put it? Uh, why well, is there four? Isn't it? <clears throat> Oh, far, sorry. Well, for me, still hands down, Batman v Superman is number one. Because <laughs> that's just my shit. But, uh, gosh, that's a good question. I actually really, I, you know, Batman v Superman, 
Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, uh, and then Suicide Squad. But uh, I thought Wonder Woman was a great movie. There's things, it was a little long to me, and the bad guy was kind of corny to me, so that's kind of what put it underneath Man of Steel. To me, Man of Steel is, the more I watch it now, I really like that movie. It's, you know, it's almost an incomplete movie to me because I, I want to see Superman be the hero. And I don't really show that to you. But the way it is shot right. and action, it's a very beautiful action-packed movie. It's just not, he's not the superhero I want him to be. So that's where I would put them uh, in terms of what I saw. How about you? Yeah, I would say, uh, I would say Wonder Woman, uh, Man of Steel, BVS and uh, Suicide Squad. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms of what we've seen this year uh, so far, with Logan, Guardians, uh, Wonder Woman, is there something else? Maybe that was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I did see. Oh. I did see the trailer though for uh, Justice League when I saw uh, Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. And uh, it 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 looks I want to say hokey, but I don't know. It just it just kind of looked kind of cheesy to me. I, I I know they're trying to have fun and whatnot, and and make it make it lighter than than uh, movies in the past. So I mean, we'll see. But I was a little eh, about it when I saw it. <laughs> just like uh, the, the the Thor trailer too. That was that was kind of lame too although i did like the graphics that that, that they mm, okay. used for the title yeah yeah those look pretty fun actually yeah all right, yeah I'm, I'm all ready for justice league now of course i'm sure you've heard about the news of justice league uh zach snyder uh stepped down uh to do you know to death of his daughter uh to deal with and they have turned it over to Josh Whedon to just sort of handle some of the pickup reshoots uh, and things of that nature. And apparently, I guess, even before Zach had stepped down, he was working with Zach to rewrite scenes and stuff. So he was kind of there already. But that would be interesting to see uh, if there's if you can see any Josh type of stuff going on in the movie. You know, he's really good at team based uh, dialogue and situations and he always has like his at least in his Avengers movies he had those great sort of team money shots where the team would be all together and stuff like that so yeah. I'm curious if they will bring that in and I'd also be curious if they uh, take into the account the success of Wonder Woman and sort of bring her more into some of these pickup shots or if they add a scene or two that sort of spotlights her more than maybe she would have been uh, but we'll see uh, definitely I, I still cannot believe that they're, they're hiding uh, what you call it from us Superman <laughs> I still yeah. cannot you really gonna you really gonna want us to think he's dead you, that's what you want <laughs> there, there has been some uh, product early product shots released in, in some artwork that he is prominently featured in. So he's definitely going to be in it. Like I'm curious. They're going to have, I, I would imagine they're going to have to do a trailer that shows him because a lot of their, uh, actually I think all of the, the movie theater popcorn buckets and cups and all that he is featured on somehow those all leaked already. 
So they can't really hide it too much. So they must have a, they must have some plan where they're gonna sort of give you that in the trailer. But I know they're probably very cognizant not to do what they did last time, right? And show all that doomsday and kind of spoil a lot of stuff. So they, I can see why they're kind of holding back. They want to hold back some stuff. But uh, it would definitely, definitely, uh, I'm gonna be watching that movie. Um, the other big movie, superhero movie, uh, Black Panther trailer was released yesterday along with the poster, and that has set the internet on fire, uh, rightfully so. Yes, it has. Um, I saw the trailer, I watched it four or five times. Uh, hey, I was, you know, Marvel always does great trailers, but uh, this looks very exciting. Like, we've already seen what Black Panther can do before. But this one shows a lot more imagery and stuff of the Wakanda. And, man, you def- we're definitely going to get some different visuals and characters than we've ever gotten in one of these superhero movies. Um, there was a shot of Michael B. Jordan. It looked dope. Uh, there was a quick shot of... Uh, ah, what's, my, what's the lady from Waiting to Exhale? I'm, I should know her name. I, I can't think of her. Uh, well, not, not Angela Bassett. A- Angela Bassett, yeah. There's a quick shot of Angela Bassett. Forrest Whitaker, he had a lot of makeup on. Uh, it, and then, uh, the, you know, uh, I always call her Michon <laughs> from Walking Dead. She was featured in there. And then, of course, Lapita. Uh, this movie looks like it's going to be crazy, man. I, I cannot wait to see it. I have to give Marvel a lot of props on what they've shown. This is, and that was supposed to be the teaser trailer. Uh, but definitely looks like it's going to be a very interesting action movie. Um, it started off with uh, Andy Serkis sort of reprising the role that he had from Age of Ultron, sort of telling the narrative at the very beginning of the trailer. And I was like, oh, okay. It's just, it looks like it's going to be dope. I don't know who he's fighting or what's going on, but definitely looking at it. Oh, it is, doesn't matter. Yeah, and the other thing is, and I have to remember something that you always say, like, how many of these shots are actually make it to the movie? Uh, because this movie doesn't come out until February of next year. <laughs> so, uh, the movie oh, can't. wow. I don't think it was, it was this year. Okay. Yeah, no, it doesn't come out till next year, which is odd that they even would show a trailer so early. It's just like, what's the yeah. point? Yeah. But, uh, you know, some of the cynics would say, well, they wanted to put it in front of a basketball game to get you get your people excited. <laughs> wow! <laughs> oh, that's funny. But I don't know. But yeah, shout out to Black Panther. That's coming. Um, another big movie that is coming out next. This is probably my most anticipated movie, aside from Justice League. This is probably my number one anticipated movie. Uh, the Tupac movie, All Eyes on Me. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I cannot wait to see this, man. I'm well, so amped. I've been sort of low-key following it online. I may have watched a little too much of the behind-the-scenes and everything, but I just can't help it, man. Because um, there's a lot. I don't know. I don't watch, like, uh, let me ask you this real quick. Because I don't watch TV, so I'm not... Are they showing ads for this? Is this movie being hyped up? No, no. Not really, and I was gonna—I was gonna mention that too, because I'm wondering, like, how? You know, I guess you know, fans know it's coming out, but it's not getting a lot of a lot of buzz. I don't think it's not—it's not getting the ad, you know, generation coming out. I know I watch, you know, the basketballs as you brought that up, 
and I haven't seen. I don't think I've seen it uh, commercial for it during the games at all, during the playoffs at all, which hmm. you know would kind of be a target audience for that. So I, I don't, I don't know what the the mindset is behind that, what the thinking is, but it, it, there's not a whole lot of advertising for it. Well, which surprises me. Yeah, I was, and so here's the thing: I was wondering how the mainstream thing was going because I can see online that there's a. a a lot of different things going on. I would, I know there was an HBO, whatever that little show that HBO has about movies. They've had a thing on. I think it was June the seventh. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so I did see that there was that. There are quite a bit of scenes that are released on uh, YouTube. I assume given to sites and stuff. Uh, quite a bit. There's a lot of behind the scenes B-roll. I think it's like a 15 minute or even longer B-roll thing that got out there for each character. Um, and it's fascinating stuff because I mean it looks so much like Tupac and the people that were around him and the environments they took a lot of these things that we remember from pictures and videos and they recreated them and I was just kind of blown away like wow they really are going in on this movie Um, so there's a lot of that now I have seen I've seen a couple of interviews with the cast uh, Demetrius Shimp I think I'm saying his name right. He plays Tupac. Cat Graham, who's playing Jada. And then L.T. Hutton, who is the uh, producer. And then Benny Boom, the director. I've seen them on a few radio interviews that I catch on YouTube. Um, and then I also know that they did something that I've never heard of before. There was a, a, a mobile theater that they had. It's a giant semi-truck that transforms into a theater. I think a hundred. Uh, I want to say I'm like a fifty or hundred seat theater, and they were traveling that all around the country, and you know had Tupac on the side of it, and they were showing like I don't know fifteen minutes of the movie to people. Um, so I know they were doing that, um, but they definitely have a different type of marketing thing going on with this movie, uh, which is interesting. Now I will say I was at a huge mall here in Bellevue, Washington. It's a very uh, ritzy sort of type of area in Seattle or outside of Seattle and they had a Tupac banner <laughs> for the movie hanging uh, out there and I was shocked I was like wow okay so I don't know maybe this thing is gonna do uh, maybe there's a lot of buzz but uh, looking at the trailers and the scenes I, I have to already say they have nailed a lot of stuff shockingly I was shocked like how good it looks I mean, the hell the, the casting yeah. Even the even the guy looks like he he ain't Anthony Mackie. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's for sure. Not at that's all. That's for sure. I mean, yeah, I I watched some of the other scenes where he's actually talking, and he has that he has his whole cadence down, and almost the voice a little bit, just kind of weird. And even the girl who plays Jada, I saw a couple of her scenes, and I was like, man, I actually saw a scene with Shock G. Uh. And Tupac was on stage, and I was like, "Damn, that looks like the fucking, you know, Digital Underground." And they had the backdrop of the show and everything. I was like, "This is crazy." Um, and uh, but what I one of the things I'm wondering about this film, though, I wonder does it go into his death in terms of like, you know, how that happened and stuff. So I'm, I'm very curious to see how they address that. I, I did see a, a snippet scene where Sh- Snoop is uh, Snoop. Dr- uh, Dr- ah, I'm all over. 
Tupac is sitting down talking to Suge, telling him that he wants to create his own record company. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe they are going to get into that in this movie. Um, so I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just so amped to see this. Uh, yeah. One thing I hope it, it doesn't do like all of the other um, biopics do. I hope they don't start with the death. Oh, uh, and <laughs> like go backwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's quite Stories possible. Did that and, you know. <laughs> right, right. I think James Brown kind of just just tell the story. Yeah, yeah. Brown, yeah. It, and it looks like the story well, is James Brown. So you didn't like that movie. I I liked it. <laughs> well, you know, because it was just it was just all over the map. Just tell me, just tell the story chronologically. Right, I, right. I I don't like that. You know, we'll tell what period, next period, <clears throat> before and after all that. I just tell the story. Now, I I hear you. I definitely hear you. Um. Yeah, it looks like it's gonna be. It looks like the movie starts from damn near when he's born till he's died. So it's gonna be a very complete movie and show how he became who, how he became what he you know what we know him to be. Um, I was also gonna say too. I've really been uh, reading and watching stuff about the you know the the the, the, the murders of Biggie and Tupac, um, and there's a lot of newer stuff that has come to light that I hadn't was not paying attention to um, that I'm curious to see if this movie would shed some attention to get some of these answers and, and people to take some of this stuff serious and I also got to throw out too there's another Tupac movie uh, coming out I don't know if they put a release date it may be even this year it stars uh, uh, Johnny Depp and uh, Forrest Whitaker and it's called uh, Labyrinth uh, it's also based, based. Oh, okay, on, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, based on the book Labyrinth, uh, and Johnny Depp is actually playing Russell Poole. Um, and for, if you followed some of that Tupac Biggie investigation type stuff from over the years, this is the uh, the, the police officer. He was a detective who has really been spearheading, uh, you know, the case and trying to solve it. Even though he is not a part of the LAPD anymore, and he's actually dead. Uh, now, uh, and so it'll be curious to see this movie because it's Russell po- uh, Johnny Depp is playing Russell Poole, and I remember uh, Stallone was was yes. attached to that. So maybe it's not the same project, but it, it, it is. But he was attached yeah, to it. It, oh, it, it, it okay. was. Okay. Yeah, it was. This is like I think his was like in two thousand three or something like that. And uh, I'm not sure why he his sort of fell through. But this one with Johnny Depp, it may actually even be done filming at this point because I, I saw footage of them filming it, and that was a while ago, so it could be done. Um, but but the Russell Poole story uh, is very interesting. The Tupac, the death row, very interesting. Uh, I will point your direction to a book called Chaos Merchants. Um, and there's actually, I think there's even a YouTube video where the whole thing is red, which is odd. But what it is, is essentially all of Russell Poole's case files and notes. And they just released, you know, put it out as a book. Um, now, you may remember, and we, we may have briefly talked about this. This is a few months ago or so. There was a story. Uh, Suge was saying that his ex-wife and another gentleman, uh, Reggie Wright, Jr., who was the security guy, they are the ones who, you know, tried to kill him and Pac or whatever. I think so. That story came out. And a lot of people were just kind of like, ah. 
but that story is actually from the Chaos Merchants book uh, and a few other things. Uh, and I'll tell you why that story came to light. Um, I don't make this quick. I don't want to get too crazy. In this. But, you know, the story that we all sort of know or heard is that, you know, Tupac was in that fight in the Vegas thing. And Orlando Anderson, you know, you heard that name. And those are probably the guys who shot him. But I'm going to tell you, the reality is, and what it looks like, and what Russell and him probably figured out, is that they had nothing to do with it. Uh, when Shug's... Oh, I agree. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, there's a movie, there was a documentary, uh, gosh, 97, 98, uh, Biggie, Biggie, Biggie and Tupac. Tupac, I think it's called. Yep. And they, they, they uncover the killer, basically. And I think it was like an undercover cop or something like that that worked for Suge. And I mean, it's pretty obvious that, you know, who did it and why. But, but go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Well, no. And, and Russell Poole is obviously in that movie that you speak of uh, as well. Um, and there's been so. So there and then there's another. So there's two theories. There's the one theory. Well, I guess maybe you could say there was. Well, there's two. So there's the theory of Orlando Anderson. But then there's also the theory about. Biggie, right? Like, why, who killed him? And uh, so, and then the other part is, well, it was some police officers who orchestrated the hit on on Biggie, maybe on the behest of Suge Knight, right? Well, the other th- theory is, in terms of Tupac, and this is a theory that the LA Times had put out there, right? That Puffy orchestrated the hit on Tupac. Uh, this is this is also backed up in another documentary from a few years ago called Murder Rap. This is, it's also a book. And that's from uh, the guy who wrote that. He was also a ex-LA police, police officer. Uh, and he put that out. And when the LA Times originally put that story out, it was uncovered that the author of that story, I think his name was Chuck Phillips, he was lying. <laughs> right? So you had the most one of the most prestigious, you know, journalistic institutions in the country got exposed for lying. So they fired that guy, right? And they retracted that story. And Puffy was like, see? <clears throat> but they did that in a way that we don't really remember that. <laughs> and you question, why would a prestigious... Thing, do such a ridiculous thing like that you know you're playing people's lives so the other theory is that uh, Russell finally came out with and here's the thing I, I'm going all over the place but I would be hoove you to go read Chaos Merchants but essentially what Russell Poole comes to find out and he finds out from, by way of a confession apparently this guy confesses to these killings he wrote a letter and he took this letter to an L.A. TV station. Now, I'm not saying the names and the station and stuff. You can go look all that up. But he gives this letter to this reporter and says, hey, I'm going to come back tomorrow and even bring you the murder weapon that was used in the killing of Tupac. The guy was like, really? So uh, what ends up happening is this person comes back to that TV station and he's met at the gate, the security gate, and they want to accept the package from him because they don't know who he is. 
And they're trained not to take nothing from nobody. So they never get this murder weapon. But they do get this letter. And so this guy gives the letter to Russell Poole and another guy, R.L. Bond, I think. He's also another person who does a lot of these documentaries. And he started working with Russell. So they have this letter. And the letter talks about how the hits were orchestrated on Tupac and Big, excuse me, on Tupac and Suge. And in the letter says that this guy named Reggie Wright Jr., who was the head of the security firm that Death Row owns. Now, for some of you guys will know who I'm talking about because you've heard that name over the years. They're saying that this guy had a meeting uh, at this park in L.A. It was like a gang summit. But it was really put together so he could recruit who would, who would want to do this hit. And they get three people. One of the person's name is Little Half Dead, which some of those real deep death row record fans will you kind of remember Snoop saying that name sometimes in songs. And this guy is a rapper. So apparently they get this guy and a couple other guys to do the killing. And Little Half Dead, specifically, your job is to shoot Tupac. And in this letter, in Russell's opinion, he or findings, he gives a motive of why Little Half Dead would want to specifically murder Tupac. There is, I will say this: if you go look at the album cover, this is all, and it's gonna sound like, oh, you want some conspiracy shit, Mike? Listen, go look at the album cover. Go look up Little Half Dead album cover. On that cover. There is a shot of what looks to be a Tupac Shakur laying shot down over a control studio or a control panel in the studio. Like he was murdered. <laughs> it's on the album cover. And if you compare that picture with what the studio that they record in, I think it's Can Am Studios, it looks that's that's where that is. And there's a picture of Pac, and you can see what they did. They made him look like somebody murdered him in the studio. It's on the cover of his album. Right? Not to say that's the reason why he did. I'm just saying, like, it's one hell of a coincidence. And this guy is also supposedly Snoop's cousin. Now, you can go pull quotes from Snoop talking about Little Half Dead. I don't have to say what he said. You can go read it for yourself. So they, they, they put that theory out there. That, that letter came out. And Russell Poole takes this letter and then this letter sort of sheds light on a lot of little loose end things that they've always had for years but didn't make any sense. It starts to make some sense now. And you can actually see where their reasoning is, yeah, Reggie Wright Jr. and David Kenner, who was the lawyer for Death Row, maybe these guys did sort of set this whole thing up to actually take out Shook so they could take control of Death Row Records. You're talking about five million, $500 million company. So anyway, Russell Poole. Well, I know. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say because no, we can go. Say, we'll, uh, we'll go into the. We're gonna go in more into detail, but just to say, I just wanted to say what happened to Russell Poole. Um. So anyway, he takes all of this material that he has, and, you know, he had left the force, and he had accusations against people in LAPD. So he felt at this time, this is like 2014 or something, most of those people that were cops, they're probably been reassigned or they're gone now, whatever. So he goes to the L.A. Sheriff's Department and says, hey, 
I think we figured this case out finally. Unfortunately, it's going to implement. It's going to implicate police officers and different things. I want to come to you guys and give this all to you and present it so that you can kind of be in front of it and understand what this thing is before we go public with this or blah, blah, blah. And they're like, okay, cool, man. Come on down. Let's set up a meeting. Bring all your stuff. We'll meet here at the sheriff's station. Now, here's the, it's gonna, again, it's going to sound like a conspiracy thing. I, I'm just telling you the, the easy answer to it. When he goes into that meeting, never walks out of there alive. It, had, had a heart attack. Supposedly right? had a heart attack there, right? Uh, I think now they would speculate that they thought he was bringing all of his papers and stuff with him. But what they didn't, what they didn't know is that this other guy, Ariel Bond, his partner, they had made a pact that if something ever happened to one of, either one of us, we would just come forward with the stuff. So they had all his material and the letters. The other thing, too, is when they gave that letter to the LAP or to the police department, the, somebody in the police department leaked that confession letter to the Internet. And they were saying they did that. One, it would make the letter not as legitimate. And two, it was to put pressure on Suge. And they were saying when Suge got shot, I think is in 2013 or something. Was it that thing with Chris Brown was in the, was in the club and Suge got shot six times. They're saying that is a direct correlation to that letter being released. And I haven't seen it for myself, but in the book, they talk about the LA sheriff department. There's an LA sheriff officer who is seen on video at the club, opening the door, the back door or something to the shooters. Of that in the minute club, and then they got supposedly got video of him dropping them off at the airport. <laughs> that officer has since been fired. <laughs> so I, I'm just saying to say all of this That's is that surprising. There's so much more to this story. So when I said, when, so when that story about when Suge said, "Oh, who are these guys? How did they figure this out?" They're right. It is Reggie Wright and my ex-wife. By reading the book and all the evidence, I'm, I can't take what he, I take what he says. I, you know what? It probably is what it is. Actually, uh, it's a it's it's a scary. To me, it's a scary story because it's so real, and it seems so almost so obvious. And there's uh, so much stuff at play about it that seems to be a brush to the side. Um, you know, there was the lawsuits that Biggie's mom had against the city of L.A. And this is all on record. Uh, there was evidence being withheld from the case by the LAPD. So they have a mistrial, right? They have another trial. There's people, somehow people stealing evidence out of the evidence room <laughs> so they cannot be used in the trial, right? And they end up... Uh, having a mistrial, I think it was with with prejudice or president. So, so basically, they found out that there probably is some corruption within the LAPD, and it may actually have been some officers. So both sides agreed to stop the trial, so that they can say, "Hey, let's not have a judgment because the judgment could be wrong since there's new information." So the LAPD agrees to all, we'll reopen the case, we'll stop the trial, but giving. 
Biggie's mom the opportunity to start another one when she's ready. But then they just closed that case almost 24 hours right after the judgment. Wow. <laughs> so it's, it's some wild stuff, man. And uh, the last part I'll say, I, you can tell I've been reading a lot of this. But the last part of this is when you have known corrupt police officers, I think the guy's name is David Mack. Uh, go, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, if you, you've ever heard of the Rampart scandal. This one of the, yeah. this is the guy who blew the lid off. Well, he got caught, so he got immunity. But he was a part of this where they were like putting false cases on people, sending people to prison. Uh, these guys were robbing banks. These guys are also working for death row. You can see them in the pictures, right? It's so funny. I, and I was looking at, and, oh, and this guy is the, uh, the movie Training Day. The character that Denzel plays is modeled after David Mack, right? Uh, and there's another thing that's modeled after him too and so he got arrested and, and the other part is this stuff implements that or implements it says that he and three other guys are the guys who kills Biggie at the behest of Reggie Wright blah 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 but you know what that dude is doing today What's that? <laughs> he is a limo driver for Harry was it the Weinstein, he's a limo driver for the Weinstein's daughter. This is a man who had three felonies, ex-cop. He's robbing banks. He probably had murders. Corrupt. He got immunity from turning the state evidence on the Rampart thing. He changed his name. I don't know why they, and they, they never really sent him to prison. He does, you know, he's get like these five or six year, seven year bids he does like a year and they put him out and he's out and now he's a limo driver the only reason I saw that because I was just googling his name and you know Wikipedia and I was like I'm figuring I'm like this guy's probably doing two life terms in prison like they probably don't want him to speak because he could blow the lid on a lot of shit right and make you know the LA city look real crazy and have to pay out all these millions of dollars to Biggie's mom no he changed his name they let him walk and there was a guy, paparazzi dude, was at the L.A. airport. And he's like, I swear that's David Mack or driving that limo. So he runs up on him with the camera. And he just, are you such and such? And dude trying to play it off like you can't hear him and stuff. No, oh, that's you, ain't it? And I was like, and he's on YouTube. I was like, wow. I mean, if that ain't corrupt, I don't know. What it is. Like, how, how would he be on the streets? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it's some wild stuff, man. Wild stuff, uh, but yeah. So I, that's why I say I can't wait to see this movie. But I wanted, I wanted to put pressure, man, so that they actually just go ahead and close these cases. Because if it was anybody else, this yeah. shit wouldn't go on like this. Yeah. Nope, not at all. But uh, anyway, man, there you go. Uh, again, the book is called Chaos Merchants. Check it out. Um, very curious, man. It's not a it's not a good look for people like Snoop. <laughs> if you read that book, <laughs> and that's my guy. Like, God damn, what was really going on? Snoop doing cooking shows now, <laughs> which I tip my hat to him. To... But oof, it's a lot of yeah. stuff, man. A lot of stuff. You know, it, it's, I'm, I'm all into it. But that that Orlando Anderson thing. 
who was doing the interrogation of Orlando Anderson in Las Vegas? Reggie Wright Sr., who's an L.A. Police oh, Department. Wow. He's an he's a L.A. PD Police Department. That's Reggie Wright Jr.'s dad. Well, why would he be in Las Vegas doing interrogation of Orlando Anderson on video? And then they got on video Richard Wright Jr. shaking hands with Orlando. I know I sound like I'm on some conspiracy shit. So that's why I want you to go read these books. Because when they just put all the stuff out there like that, it just you have to question it. it. It can't all be a coincidence. Like, it don't make any sense. But anyway. All right. Oh, is that, is that Aunt Pooh? Oh, okay, he jumped in, jumped out. I'm on one today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh... <laughs> Sean Hill. Yes, sir. What, anything else you wanted to bring up? Uh, you know, like I said, I you know kind of been out of out of the loop this past week, uh, but I cannot think of anything I give me the loop. Bring up. <laughs> well, I will say, man, uh, going on as we have been talking and all this weekend, the E3 conference, which is the uh, big video game conference, is going down. Um, Microsoft is going to debut a new console tomorrow during their uh, press conference. Uh, code, it's codenamed Scorpio. I don't know if that's what they're actually going to call it, but it's supposed to be the next level in gaming. So we'll see. See about that. Oh, I know. Oh, something at least want to bring up. Uh, it's not really pop culture related, but uh, what was it? Two weeks ago, I pleasure of meeting the one and only Q-Storm. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, I saw the picture. How did that go? He <laughs> said, how did that go? Like, no, it, it was... It was <laughs> <laughs> no, it was cool. I uh, I met him actually twice, but, uh, you know, it was just it was just good to, you know, put a, put a you know, with the, the name and hang out. And I mean, it was just like, just like we've known each other, well, we've known each other, but like we've hung out before, you know what I mean? It wasn't... Right. Wasn't an awkwardness or anything like that. We just sat down, chopped it up for about probably about two hours at uh, Applebee's, and then um, we met uh, the next day. We met up uh, Saturday up in uh, uh, San Fran, and just kind of did the same thing. Just hung out and, and chopped it up, and so it was. Uh, so I've met uh, I met everybody, but but you now uh, and, and Ken, you and Ken only two I haven't okay. I haven't met. Damn, we have to make that. I haven't met anybody. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I think I will be meeting though face to face and pool in September. But uh, yeah, man, that's dope, man. Yeah, I saw the picture of you guys together. I have to admit, my attention was uh, diverted here for a second. Uh, Amber Rose posted uh, posted a picture on the Instagram. Good lord, is that what we're doing? <laughs> yeah. Guess, hey, that's what we're doing. <laughs> Yeah, she uh, bottomless. Yeah, picture. there you go. The landing strip, bush. Hey, I guess get it how you <laughs> get it how you can get it. That's what you do. We say butt naked for what they can't do on record. And uh, <laughs> ain't got no other talent, but that's that's a talent unto itself. But where do you go from here? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, the next shot would bust it wide open. I don't. What else? 
I'm just still understanding why why cover the top. And uh, right. Well, I guess that's what, know, that's the last thing left. I guess can't give you all of it. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy! What did Charlemagne say? The flesh is weak. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, man, how, how long have we been going? About an hour, an hour and a half. Uh, let's see. What else? Is there anything else going on that I can rant and rave about? Oh, I will say this. I'm going to do a place in this world soon. Yes. Yeah, I, um, I saw that little te- teaser yeah, on uh, man, Facebook. I, somebody really disappointed me. Uh, and I disappointed myself for allowing that to happen. But, you know, I... I was trying to be a trusting, helpful person. Uh, but essentially, I got fucked over. And I will say this to all my listeners and donators and stuff. Do not donate any money to us right now. Okay? Because it ain't going to go to me. So don't donate anything. And I'm going to fix. We're gonna, I'm going to explain everything. But suffice to say, you know, I tried to help somebody out. And, uh, yeah, man, sometimes people will do you dirty, I guess, and uh, cut and run. It's just sad, you know, simple. we grown men out here. But, uh, yeah, sorry, I ain't going let to it, let it stop what we got going on. But, anyway, yeah, yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. It is. I could let it, I could let it really bring me down, but that ain't gonna solve nothing so just had to right get, yeah get out of my feelings about it like you always say keep keep it pushing yeah that's it man just just now i know i'll never do something like that again you know um uh, all right well i guess we're gonna wrap this thing up um and nothing too much else to get into i'm trying to think of uh, movies i see oh did i ever do we ever talk about the movie 99 houses did I mention that? Yeah, yeah, Maybe you I talked did. about it. Okay. Yeah. You go check that out, man. Good, good movie. Uh, was it Andrew Garfield? I know. I, I, I would have been watching uh, Get Out uh, a second time. And, you know, I, of course, paid attention to it knowing what I know now and yeah there are so many little things that I missed and mm. and I'm and I'm pretty good about paying attention and taking my notes when I watch a movie and, and just little just little subtle things that I miss and it was definitely way more and I mean I enjoyed it the first time but it was like way more enjoyable I, I think I gave it three stars I think the first time I'd probably give it either three and a half or four after the second time I saw it knowing things that I picked up on yeah, it's actually a really good movie. Um, we, we've watched it multiple times in this household. I've seen people watching it just over and over. Just like I'm like, really, you got to watch it again? Like, yeah, yeah. So, okay. I'm curious to see what he does next. The director. How do you yeah. how do you top that? <laughs> how you, yep, yep. He might in M night his career. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> but M night <laughs> to me, M night is back. Like. You know, when I look at his career now, I say, you know what? That's the career of a guy who's not afraid to take chances and not going to always work. Sometimes it's going to fail miserably. But 
he's had some stuff that to me is just absolutely brilliant. Like, and well, I, his first three movies are outstanding. I, I thought, uh, but then um, what was it? Um, the Village. That was his first yeah. stumbling block, and then uh, the Lady in the Water killed it for me. <laughs> right, right. But I like, um, but, but Split. Yeah, I really he, like. You know, I thought, hey, it's a good movie. You know, I, I think we we may have talked about it. You know, I I like Split up until the reveal at the end, and I I guess we can spoil it. I mean, Bruce Willis showing up. Come on. <laughs> See, I love that. I, I love that. that you know they're doing a sequel like, you, know really? you know they're doing a yeah, sequel now yeah. so I'm all ready for that I'm like perfect because you know, I really liked Unbreakable like. yeah the the two are no I liked it too uh, the, the, the two are shared universes I guess yeah. Yeah, I was like come on man you, you, you're doing this whole twist thing you're taking it too far <laughs> well, I was going to say that's when a guy that's he's I, I have to respect that he takes it to the edge even if it doesn't work I respect that he's not playing it safe. And so when he does knock it out of the ballpark, he's going to knock it out of the ballpark, right? Which, uh, which he has done. Right. So that's just a part of being a fucking daring filmmaker, I guess. You know, when he misses, he misses. <laughs> you know. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, the Last Airbender, which I never saw, but from all oh, accounts, yeah, horrible. it's horrible. Yeah, terrible. But this should have never been made. Uh, I have more of a problem with it because I kind of, it was a, somewhat of a fan of the source material and just, you know, the whitewashing. It's, it's like, well, are you going to go all in with that or, or it ain't going to work? It was almost kind of like a ghost in the shell type of thing. It's like, eh, there's no yeah. way you're going to pull that off without it being totally committed. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, what was that one he had? Was it Devil? I don't know if he actually directed that. I mean, he wrote it. No, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't direct it. I think he produced it or something uh, like that. I kind of like It was a B movie, but I actually thought it was kind of... I liked that movie. That, that, that was the one in the elevator, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I saw that one. I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah, so, uh, You know, the one movie that I... I kind of have second thoughts of and I tried to watch it and I couldn't even get through it was uh, John Wick Chapter 2. <laughs> I have a, I got to fire that one up on the fire stick. Maybe watch that one today. So it, how how was it? I mean, it, at the theater, I was, I, I was all into it at the theater, but I don't think I want to ever watch it again. It's like, I tried to watch it the other day and I was like, eh. It doesn't have, the, the, the energy, the first one, the newness, it's just totally gone, you know, because you know what it is. So it's kind of like, eh. Right. But, oh, that's like, uh, what was, uh, Triple X, uh, whatever it was oh, called, the new one. that's horrible. Was, was horrible. Oh. I mean, just, you know, you're like, we, we waited all these years for this? <laughs> yeah, that, that movie is trash. It's like it wants to be hokey. But it's like it's kind of taking its... I don't know what it is about that movie. It just doesn't work at all to me. It's trash. I mean, even the stunts were bad. Like, uh, the blue screen stunts. I'm yeah. like, dude, you're Vin Diesel. You should be doing this yourself. But, yeah. It was just like a... I don't know. It was like... I was like, this should just be some Looney Tunes. It should be a comic book or something. Because it was like un, so unbelievable. 
but just I don't know. I was like, Ben, man, like, you just need to be Dom. Stop this quasi yeah. fake James Bond. All the women were throwing themselves. I just didn't make any sense. It was so stupid. Yeah. And then Cube, that was so corny. <laughs> yeah, then bringing Cube. Yeah, that I was. was like, oh, God. <laughs> Even Sam at the beginning. I mean, that was. Oh yeah, that's right. He just got coming. got his little check and left. <laughs> yeah, man. That. Uh, that was some other movie. I'm trying to remember. I just can't think of what it is. I've, I've been watching something. Anyway, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap this thing up. Uh, but tell us what you thought of the Bill Maher. Are you going to go see the Tupac movie? What you think of the Black Panther trailer? Wonder Woman. Um, so yeah, let us know your thoughts. We will see you next time. Sean here, where can they find you online? Uh, you find me on Facebook, uh, Sean Hill, Twitter, at Hill Street Views, and the blog still for now, uh, hillstreetviews.blogspot.com. I know I have up, uh, a lot of Prince-related uh, stuff with his birthday, uh, what, uh, Wednesday, I believe it was, so you can check uh, that out there. All right. All right. Work it like a job. We out of here. Peace. Stop.